Welcome to episode 20 of Make Me Watch It, the podcast where you, the listener, tell me which of the movies in my collection I should be viewing and discussing next. This month, we're talking about Captain Summit, with the recent announcement that Patrick Stewart is returning to the role of Jean-Luc Picard. I got an itch to scratch to watch something Star Trek, particularly something with Picard in it. Now, I've seen everything that he's in except for The Captain's Summit, which is a bonus disc released on the DVD sets, and in my case, the Blu-ray set of the original series movies. So we get the first six movies with the original crew, and then we get The Captain's Summit, which has five people on it. Whoopi Goldberg is the hostess who interviews Patrick Stewart, Jonathan Frakes, William Shatner, and Leonard Nimoy. So yeah, this wasn't one that was chosen by listeners, which is definitely the way I prefer to do it. This is one that I just felt like watching, and because of time constraints I have for the next few days, I just had to podcast about something I was seeing anyway. So this was originally released as part of the Blu-ray packages and DVD packages in 2009. So I bought it with the movies and just hadn't gotten around to watching it yet. That does mean that, again, we won't be able to discuss the box office performance because it was never in the box office. We might be able to dig up sales numbers for the box that it's in, but I suspect there are very few people who are buying the box set for this bonus feature rather than for the core six titles of the original crew movies anyway. Not saying there aren't any. There could be some diehard next-gen fans who just don't really care for original series and that's why they bought it but I'm betting that's a pretty small percentage of the sales group, so we just couldn't pull those numbers out. Now, it was directed by Tim King. He's got 82 producer credits to his name, only 11 directing credits, and this is the third of those. So prior to this, he had just done, again, behind-the-scenes documentary bonus features for Queer as Folk, specifically Queer as Folk Reunion, and for Mike Myers and the Love Guru, an inside look. He later on came back to Star Trek for Farewell to the Star Trek Experience. He's done L Word, a documentary Wings Grandeur in the Sky. He's done a lot of editorial work. He's been producer on Narcos, Cannibal, Hemlock Grove, as well as a number of videos. He was producer on Villains of Star Trek and a few more. Star Trek shorts there, Star Trek for a Cause, Star Trek Honors NASA, Star Trek in the Science Fiction Museum and Hall of Fame, Star Trek Three Picture Saga, Spock the Early Years, Starfleet Academy, Mystery Behind V'ger, Pavel Chekhov's Screen Moments, Collecting Star Trek's Movie Relics, and so on. So there's no shortage of involvement in films about Star Trek. He is a fan, although the directing on this is not terribly demanding. The choices are, do you do the wide shot that shows the whole panel? Do you do insets that show just Shatner and Nimoy or just Frakes and Stewart? Or do you focus on just a single person? In that regard, it never felt really out of place. Sometimes there was some quick switching, but it's tough because You have a very natural conversation. It's not like a movie where people are told don't talk over each other for the most part. 
these guys talked over each other quite regularly. So there were times he just had to make a choice. Do we do the long shot that shows everyone? Or do we focus on one conversation or one contributor to the conversation more than another for this moment? Sometimes he makes different choices than I would have made in that regard, but that doesn't automatically mean they're wrong choices. Now, I do find it interesting that on screen, in not in terms of the intertitles, but in terms of the verbiage, Whoopi refers to this as the first Star Trek summit, and it's not referred to in speech by anyone as a captain's summit. So I wonder if that was renamed after the fact, which would make sense since we've got five former Star Trek stars. Of course, Goldberg played Guinan, Shatner played Captain Kirk, Nimoy played Spock, Patrick Stewart was Captain Jean-Luc Picard, and Jonathan Frakes was his first officer, William Riker. So we've got two captains, two first officers, and the bartender. So it, it was nice to actually see them in there, because as they discussed at the beginning of the film, most of them had had some interaction with each other up to that point. I mean, Shatner had appeared in Generations, Nimoy had appeared on The Next Generation itself. So they've all interacted with each other at one time or another, but never those five in the same room at the same time. Because of the nature of the film, it wasn't really open for awards or anything like that. It doesn't really have a plot. It really is a story of, you know, just interviewing them. How did you get involved in Star Trek? Where was it going? It's interesting that of the bunch, Nimoy was the one who seemed to have respect for science fiction in general before Star Trek. Others have gained that respect, at least for the impact Star Trek has had. Whoopi Goldberg is obviously a big fan of Star Trek. Uh, she's acknowledged on other podcasts I've heard that while there were certainly African Americans on TV and in movies prior to Star Trek, that was the first time she saw people of color in the future, specifically with Uhura. So Star Trek meant a lot to her. But for a lot of them, it wasn't so much the fact that it was on a spaceship that's the draw. For a lot of them, the appreciation of Star Trek comes from the commentary on society. So it's kind of that Star Trek versus Star Wars distinction. Personally, enjoy both, but I enjoy Star Wars as a kind of mindless fun romp. Whereas when I feel like watching Star Trek, it's because I want to scratch that itch of seeing people ask, what should our future look like? What kind of future should we be aiming for? So as a complete project overall, I quite enjoyed it. It felt a lot like having the four of them on a convention panel. And just because it was just the five of them in the room, the panel ended before they started doing audience Q&A. It's about 75 minutes. So if you've been wondering is it worth going to conventions? What kind of things do you see at the panels? This is probably a fair representation. Of course, a better representation, you could check out some of the podcasts where people have actually recorded panels so you get a feel for what some of the fan interactions are like. Because when it gets to those, you're going to have a great guest, but with a weak moderator or with weak fan questions, the panel as a whole doesn't come out the way it should. In terms of the voting, it is rated as an 8.0 out of 10 on the Internet Movie Database. It's a 3.4 out of 5 on Letterboxd. 
although there is a spike in ratings at four, the most common rating is three out of five. They use half-star increments. There's a total of 64 votes, the lowest of which is two stars. And Rotten Tomatoes hasn't assigned it a score because it simply hasn't had enough voting on it. There's just not enough numbers to build that profile and give it an assignment. So generally speaking, it is worth checking out. You can only decide if you're enough of a fan of Star Trek that it's worth buying the box sets with the movies, because on the one hand, you'd be getting movies like Wrath of Khan and The Voyage Home. On the other hand, you'd be getting, like, The Final Frontier. So it's definitely a mixed bag, and only you know if the whole box set is worth it, but if you have access to the box set and you're a Star Trek fan, I would say that this is definitely worth checking out. They don't seem to be putting on appearances. There's some gentle ribbing. So I I walk away from this feeling like I saw the real people behind the characters that they were playing on screen. So that's about all I have to say about Captain Summit. And voting is still available for you to help decide what I should be watching for the September entry in Make Me Watch It. In the meantime, thank you for listening.